Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs, powered by Action Coach Growth Partners. I'm Bill Gilliland, and I'm here to help you make more money, build better teams, and find the time to do the things you went into business for in the first place. Well, hello, this is Bethany from Bethany Web Design, and I'm excited to be here. Hey, Bethany, um, tell us a little bit about how you got into the web design business. Well, it's really fun. Um, I was a late start, actually. Um, I started out in education and really wanted to make a difference in students' lives, and I had great dreams of, you know, going to games, connecting with students, and doing everything that great teachers do. And I did that. And it was a wonderful experience. Um, I got to be part of their lives and see see them uh, change other people's lives. But I soon found out that teaching was not what I was made for. I was made for making a difference in people's lives, but the classroom was not exactly what I thought. So I, I was uh, starting out in that, and then I switched. I said, okay, well, let's teach computer science. That sounds good. So I had several years in computer science and found out that computer science was truly my passion and uh, got, got into uh, web design from there since computer science is the foundation of web design. And now I have my own business. So I, um, I still want to make a difference, obviously. It's just in a different way, and that's by working with uh, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and small businesses. Um, it's really my mission that everybody gets a chance to have a quality online experience, um, online presence. So making sure that everybody gets that, not just the big fish. So um, that's how I'm currently transferring, making a difference from education to educating my own people in um, in their online presence. So what lessons have you taken from education and taking them over to the business side of web design? Um, that's a fun one because I I understand a lot more about how humans interact and I try to carry that over into web design. So I understand, I have a lot more um, understanding about my clients. I understand that it might take us a few tries of communication for everyone to understand where we are in the process or what needs to be done. Um, just, you know, I don't expect, I didn't expect my students to understand something the first time. And I don't under, I don't expect my uh, clients to understand what I'm saying, saying at the first time. We just, we try, try again. So having that basic level of, of understanding that we're going to try this until we get it right. Okay. So hanging in, understanding people are not going to get it right away necessarily. So what would you say the biggest challenge you have in building your business right now is? I think the biggest part is is niching down. Um, I'm I really like helping my small businesses and I really like helping solopreneurs. And I know that's a partial niche, but uh, web 
uh, web design and online presence is huge. So being able to, to, since I know so much about it, it is difficult sometimes to, for me to focus my message on what precisely needs to be said. So tell me a little bit more about that. What What's the exact challenge you're having? Sure. So I might meet with someone and they have a, they have a list of needs, but I am not always able to accomplish all of those needs. Um, but I can do them, but I am, you know, hello, one, one person. So just making sure that I can, can serve people in the way that's best for me and for them. So I can do social media. I obviously do web design. I do Google my business. I do um, uh, local SEO. So, you know, I'm just kind of wondering, is there one of those things that I need to hunker down in? Um, or maybe just do consulting and make sure that they have, you know, that they understand what their online presence is and how to move that forward. It's just kind of hard to, to settle on, okay, what exactly services am I consistently offering? Right. So have you, do you have a list now, like a menu of services that you offer? I do, but then I have clients who come to me and they say, Hey, I've got these issues and these issues. Can you help with them? And I have a hard time saying no to those because it is stuff I can help with. Yeah, it's one of the challenges of being talented. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it really is. I mean, it's, if you can do a lot of things, then it's hard to, to pick one or two or three. So there are a lot of ways to, to niche and, and three that I can think of. One, one is what we call vertical niching. And that would be like saying, all right, I'm only going to work with uh, dentists for example, I, that's, that's, that's a, that's a vertical niche. Uh, a horizontal niche might be, I want to work with solopreneurs. That's a, that's a horizontal niche because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what industry they're in. It's, 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 and then the, the third type of niche niching that we run into is uh, niching by your process. Like you mm -hmm. differentiate yourself by your process. So uh, the, the, the targets may not be as defined, but your process attracts certain people. So let's, so it seems like to me that you've, you've sort of chosen to, to niche at solopreneurs or smaller businesses. So have you defined what smaller businesses means? Um, I think my best definition is people without a marketing team. So they're, they are expanding. They have people to do certain roles, but they don't have a marketing team that they can rely on. They need someone else with expertise to come in and help out. Right. So most people don't just buy a website just to have a website. I, mm -hmm. I guess there are people who do it. I mean, it, I mean, we, you do. If you're listening out there and you don't have a website, you likely need one just For because sure. people are going to check you out if nothing else, you know, from a, from a standpoint of a marketing, you know, marketing is math. So you have that, what they're after is more money usually, mm -hmm. whether that's more clients or more meetings or more sales or something along those lines, it's going to lead to more profit eventually. You know, if I said, Hey, you've got to pick an industry. Is there an industry that you would, that you would lean towards or would it just be solopreneurs? I think it's just solopreneurs industry. I tried to do an industry niche and that was not successful for me. And I figured out that I chose the wrong industry, like their priorities didn't match with my services. 
So that was frustrating because I put a good six months into that and hit a giant wall. So it doesn't mean it it wouldn't work. It just means that you didn't, that, like you said, you might've gotten into something that didn't match your, your, your ideals or your, Mm -hmm. your, your, um, principles or, or whatever. Um, okay. So it sounds like to me, you, you, you like the niche of solopreneurs and, and it's, it's, it's less defined. So it's a little harder. Right. Um, you could go, you could say something like solopreneurs or small businesses with less than three employees or less than five employees or less than 10, or, you know, you could, you could do that. And that would define it a little bit better for someone who the interesting thing that people don't realize about niching is when you, when you niche, you actually get more business because people are like, yeah, that's for me. No, Mm. that's no, that's not for me. Right. And your process is, uh, is that sort of list of services that you can do or, or like to do. So, um, there are a lot of ways to attack that. I'm, I'm assuming that there are services that you can do, but don't want to do, or, or maybe they're not your best. Is that a fair statement? Oh yeah, for sure. There's definitely okay. stuff I prefer to do or, or am not fantastic. So, at. so what's the stuff that you love to do? I, I love web design and I love orchestrating the whole plan. So I can, I'm very much wide scope. So I like putting all the pieces together um, and explaining that to the client. I guess okay. that's the education part, you know, informing them of, of their future plan. Right. So, and I love what you said about becoming their marketing department or they don't have a marketing department, what you said, but I, what I'm going to say is you want to become their marketing person mm-hmm. or marketing department. And so that could be part of your process. So what I would say is why don't you become the planner? So if you, if you're, you're the person who's sort of the, I mean, you, you just, you're the scope person, you're the big picture person and you do the web design. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everything else, you're still coordinating it. Okay. So you're, you may not do the, you know, the Facebook marketing you may, but you may not, And you, but you, but you're going to have a connection with someone that you trust who is going to do the Facebook marketing. And that's going to be part of the service you offer that they're, they're going, cause there's a, there's a gazillion people out there who have services and aren't good at marketing them or selling them. Very so, true. Very so, if you, so if you're the person who gets the job, then you can be the coordinator or the planner. Yeah. Or whatever we, or so whatever much. we want to call it. The marketing man, you, you, you can be the marketing manager for their business. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they want to do a, you know, if you, if you come in and you say, all right, what you need is, you're going to need a LinkedIn presence. You're going to need a Facebook marketing campaign. We're going to do the website for you. You're going to need this. This is what it's going to be. This is how we're going to manage it. It's going to be X dollars a month. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be an upfront fee and then there's going to be, a, I don't well, we, we can get into that, but, um, and then you become, you sort of become part of their team. Yeah. And if you get, if you do that, then the sky's the limits because you can have a lot of clients and it's, and it's not one off. You do the web. And then they, you know, they sit there for a year or something and, but you're, you're actively managing it. Yeah. Yeah. I really, how does that that. sound? That works really great too, with, with having to manage my own business. And, you know, I was really appreciative of the Asheville business summit um, that I attended because it made me very much realize how valuable my time is and that I can outsource certain things just as people, you know, outsource to me. So um, I've already done a bookkeeper 
But what I've realized is that it's very hard to manage sales and production. So if I'm I'm talking, I'm consulting, I'm guiding, I'm leading, and then I've got to plan, you know, whole days out for production. Um, if I am mobilizing production uh, with other team members, then, uh, you know, contractors, as you said at the summit, then I think that works out super well. Yeah. See, when a, in a business like yours, and I, and I was just chatting with Emily about that, the production and sales are different, but you also have to have sort of a creative person mm-hmm. in your business as well. So it's really three heads you need. You need a production person, you need a sales person, and you need a you need a design person. And when you start out, it can be all be you, or it could be none of you if you get big enough, because then you can be that, you know, almost like a, it's a bad example, but like a, a, the word that comes to mind is like a puppeteer. You're, you're someone who is coordinating all the three pieces into where they need to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't, that's a, that's a, that's a bad metaphor, more, more of a coordinator, more right. of helping, more, more of helping people to get where they need to be. So you're connecting, you're more of a connector, right? Connecting the people that they need to connect to. And, and that can, and they can be, you know, there's a lot of models for that. I mean, they can work for themselves and they can work for you and you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can be the, you can be the one bill they get and it all works for you. And I mean, it's essentially how marketing agencies work. Right. Yeah. They don't, they don't have everything in house. They have to outsource the printing and the, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And they get a percentage of that along yeah. the way. So um, I think, yeah. uh, I think that fits your education background. You're used to juggling. You're used yes. to, you're, you, yeah. People, teachers have to juggle, right? Right. Yeah. That's, I definitely feel like that's in the wheelhouse and you know, that's, that's putting everybody's talents to a good use instead of running myself crazy. So, yeah. And you can just do the, you can do the, the web stuff that you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. whatever the web design piece of it is. So you can design webs and be a coordinator. So, uh, I think your homework is to go find, you know, to write down all the potential things you might need mm. and start cultivating those relationships with people you because because this gives you even more scope when you go into a and so that's one piece of it of of it and the second piece is to really get clear on that niche Mm -hmm. yeah the i i do have a question like with the niche do you think i should say something that is um online presence for companies that have less than you know, five employees or do I just, I think we touched on this earlier. Do I say online presence solutions for um, small businesses with no marketing team, which do you think is more powerful that number or that moniker statement? Well, it doesn't have to be a, or Mm. I think test and measure, you know, the marketplace will tell us. So you can, I mean, I would use both and see which one resonates the most. And I, but I, and Hey, and when you pick something like that, realize it's not, it doesn't have to be forever. Mm -hmm. You can make a a change in it. You know, if it's not, you know, if that's not attracting the right, you may go out with that and you may be attracting a whole bunch of people that you don't really like to do business with. We may have to define it even further. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you may have to say solopreneurs and, and if you like solopreneurs, then I'd leave that in there. If you don't like them, take it out. Mm -hmm. It's a great market because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, you know, some of them have money, some of them don't, 
but solopreneurs and small businesses with less than five employees, you know, I can become your marketing department. Gotcha. You know, yeah, that that that, that that could be it. Something something you know, your elevator pitch is something along those lines. You know, I am the marketing department for solopreneurs and business owners who have less than five employees. Perfect. Something I love like that. that. If you if that's who you want to serve, then you know, go go all in on it and see. Yeah. And if you're not attracting the right kind of people, then you tweak it a little bit. You know, yeah. um, business owners who want to grow who have that, mm-hmm. and then there there should be plenty of work without that. You know, there's all kind of other ways to niche. You know, there's startups, there's other things. You know, you the more specific you can be with it, the more likely you are to attract that. And because you'll know and you'll just notice, you'll notice, you'll be out networking and say, oh, you got less than five employees. Great. Love to have a chat with you about working with you, you know, about yeah. your your needs and see if I can, you know, if I can help, I will. Otherwise, I'll point you in the right direction. You know, if I can't help you, I'll point you in the right direction because you're going to have a million, not a million, you'll probably have 10 or 12 different people that you outsource with and work with based on what the client needs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really good. I do kind of have a question about the the niching. Um, I've also wondered how people change their name a little bit as doing uh, DBA, doing business as. Do you have any like, you know, resources as to how to get started in that? To change your name to a DBA? Yes. It's really simple. And you, you just need to check with your um, local. Uh, there's a usually a clerk of court or some sort of local business registration. And mm-hmm. you, you go down and you fill out a form and you pay them 15 or 20 bucks and you and you're good. OK, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but in and uh, some some it's sometimes it's a state regulation. So mm-hmm. you need to you have to do that. And you, you can. It's not hard. It's okay. it's, it's called a. The legal people call it a fictitious name. Okay. So if you want to call yourself, you know, something besides Bethany Web Design or whatever your, your company name is, you can do that. So. Yeah. I like being the face. Um, I think it helps. But, you know, the the name could be, I think people like working with a person. But I'm wondering if, if it would be better for, for other business ventures to do DBA. So thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. No, for a lot of them, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's got a fictitious name. It's a legal document. It's really simple. It varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction on how you do it. But it's, it's basically you fill out a form and if no one's using it. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's probably all online at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you, yeah, you can, you, you can do that. So, all right. Well, super cool. Any other questions? Um, I don't think so. I'm just really, really happy to, to join in and, and be part of this. I feel like this is exactly, um, you know, the action coach services are exactly what I need to grow my business and to do the right next step instead of just floundering. So really, really happy to, to take advantage of this. Well, yeah. Thanks for being on. So just a reminder, what you need to do, I want you to define your niche as down as, as, as best you can. And then you're going to start figuring out this. You're going to do the web design and any other, if there's another service or two that you really are easy or good at, you'll keep those. And then everything else you're going to look to partner with people on. Perfect. Thank you so much, Bill. All right. Thanks, Bethany. And until next time, all the best. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. Here's four things you can do. First, you can listen every week on Biz Radio, Mondays at 1. Second, you can subscribe to the podcast. Hey, you get it. The more subscribers we have, the more cool things we can offer you. Three, you can also go out and give us a five-star rating everywhere. And number four, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build 
an epic business, just go to giftfrombill.com. It's your roadmap to building your epic business. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.